Greetings, and thank you for joining us for the 23rd episode of DC Animation with Spencer and Friends. This is an LMG podcast production. Today, I'm joined by a dear friend. It's your boy, Jonathan John, here again, a.k.a. Juice Man. Juice Man is back with us today. Uh, Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Uh, This will be the people's second time hearing you on an episode. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, it should be a good one. Now, we have kind of already talked about your DC consumption uh, in the last episode, but in case this is anybody's first episode, uh, can you review that for us a little bit? Um, what DC you consume and how you consume it? Uh, so I really don't read the comics like that, but you know, I kind of catch them every here and there, like uh, if I'm just randomly searching some information or Facebook or something. Um, but mostly um, watching TV shows or movies or um, basically just things of that nature is where I've consumed most DC things. Well, the movies and TV shows are good. So, well, some of the movies, uh, TV shows are good. But yeah, movies are the live action movies are, are spotty. The but... the movies they they they're hit and miss. Uh depending on what hero you are watching. Yeah. But luckily, the animated movies are fire, which is why we're here. That's the whole reason we're here. And so, I appreciate you for joining us on this journey through DC Animation. Today's film is Batman vs. Robin. Released April 7th, 2015, and the comic book on which it was based is Batman Night of the Owls. I will read a synopsis in my own words, and then we're just going to talk about it. Uh, You've been here before, you know how this works. So, we open on a snowy night with Batman and Robin in an abandoned city looking for kidnapped children. Robin stole the Batmobile and kept Batman out of the loop as far as information that he had gathered. In the old shot toy factory, Robin is able to find the children, but then comes face to face with Dollmaker. Robin has to fight off a group of children that Dollmaker has turned into dolls. Batman arrives and frees the kidnapped children while Damien goes after Dollmaker. Robin is ready to put Dollmaker down, but reminds himself what Batman taught him. Justice, not vengeance. But then a mysterious person comes and Mortal Kombat fatalities Dollmaker. He tells Robin to trust his instincts and disappears into the trees. Batman finds a feather left at the scene. Back at the manor, Bruce is on a date with a woman named Samantha. Uh, Batman or Bruce is about to seal the deal, but Damien suddenly makes himself known with a well-timed snore. Samantha has to leave, um, so Bruce and Damien have a little father-son movie night. Later. Robin tries to leave the manor, but finds that security measures have been implemented to keep him from leaving. Robin and Nightwing have a little spar while Batman goes to investigate where the feather came from, the feather that he found. He ends up at the museum where he finds the owl from which the feather came. In a flashback, we see that Thomas Wayne uh, tells a young Bruce about the Court of Owls, calling it a myth. After the death of his parents, he thought the Court of Owls was responsible. In present day, 
uh, owl assassins show up and, you know, they start throwing good hands. Just as Batman is about to get murked, uh, the assassins melt and he passes out. Meanwhile, Robin finds some thugs attacking a couple and puts the paws on them. Then Talon introduces himself and takes Robin to his house. He tells Robin that he will cross the lines that Batman won't and that he wants Robin to join him. He gives Robin some time to think about it and tells him not to tell Batman, of course. When Robin returns to the manor, he gets scolded by Bruce. So he leaves again and hits the button to let Talon know that he has made a decision. While on his way to a date with Samantha, Bruce uh, is brought to the Grand Master of the Court of Owls. They offer him a membership as they want to make Gotham great again. But Bruce puts a tracker on the mask that they offered him, and he asks for some time to think it over. The court is trying to make immortal warriors that they can use to take over Gotham, and they want to make Talon immortal as well so that he can run things. As a crime boss is bragging about his accomplishments, Talon and Robin show up and just ruin everybody's evening. Talon wants Robin to finish him, but Robin decides not to. Talon tells Robin about his backstory, and then Batman shows up. Batman wants to stop Talon, but Robin won't let him. So Batman and Robin fight, and Robin makes his decision to join Talon. Talon and Samantha are fucking, and we learn that Samantha is the one running the Court of Owls. Batman is investigating uh, the sewers and finds the Court of Owls, but ends up getting drugged, and he has some hallucinations. But he is saved by Nightwing and Alfred. Back at the court, Damien is about to get inducted when they ask him to remove his mask. Seeing that he is Bruce Wayne's ward, the Grand Master deduces that Bruce Wayne is Batman, and decides that killing Damien would be more effective in their plans to hurt Batman. Talon is ordered to kill Damien, but sees himself in Damien, so he starts attacking the court, kills the Grandmaster, and goes after Bruce Wayne. Talon and his army attack the Wayne Manor, and Batman and Nightwing get to work. Robin is able to contact Alfred and lets him know that the assassins can't stand the cold. Uh, Batman puts on the motherfucking mech suit, and... Alfred is able to freeze the Batcave, uh, which stops the army. Batman and Talon have their one-on-one, -on -one, and things aren't looking good for Batman. But Damien shows up, and Talon uses Damien to kill himself. Uh, Damien doesn't know who he is anymore, and he needs to go find himself. So Bruce recommends that he goes into the mountains to, you know, chill out with the monks that uh, Bruce stayed with in his youth. Credits. So, Juice Man, uh, what'd you think of the movie? Nah, I'm not going to cap to you. <clears throat> this honestly has... This... This is my first time watching this movie. Um, and this is probably one of the best Batman movies overall, like 
entirely from live action to animation that I've seen. And I'm I I've never felt excited to talk about no, I never felt excited to just talk about a Batman movie with somebody since last since seeing uh what is it, the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Returns? Which whichever one is with Joker. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Like if this was made into a live action, like I I can see it going crazy. Because the everything about the movie was genuinely good. For even for it to be like an hour, 20 minutes, or an hour 30, maybe. No, the movie was solid the whole way through. I love that. I'm so glad you feel that way. Uh that's why that's why we have this journey. That is why I invited you here. Uh, just you know, to, to 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 show the people that we got we got quality stuff here. Nah, because so. this one, yeah, this one just went it went crazy compared to the last one. Like, I was, I was like watching. I was like, ah, oh, you know, okay, maybe we'll see or whatnot. But nah, this one went. I was glued the whole way through. Like, okay, now I feel like I I need to watch the next one just because of how good this one was. Excellent. I love it. Um, so we reviewed Son of Batman together, and that is why I had you on this episode, because this is a pretty direct sequel to Son of Batman. Yeah. And so we see that, you know, Damien has adopted Bruce's uh, mantra, the, you know, justice, not vengeance. Um, And we see that Damien is actually uh, putting it to pretty good use because... Damien with Dollmaker, Damien was absolutely put in a situation where it's like, no, I would love to tear your heart out right now because you only thought he was going to do it at first. I was like, okay, you know, maybe this this is just a little character event, so he's going to do it right now. Yeah, and because he, I mean, Doll Dollmaker deserved it. Oh, for like, sure. He was kidnapping children and turning them into dolls, and also, P.S. Dollmaker was huge. Oh like, yeah. Dollmaker, like, and this may sound absurd, but like, Dollmaker was too big to be as scared as he was. I was actually surprised. Well, we'll probably talk about this again, but Damien was really fighting majority of the time. He was fighting the biggest niggas every single fight. He yep. was not fighting the skinny, agile. No, he was fighting the biggest dude he could find. And every time he was locking it up. Yeah. I mean, we saw that in the first movie. He went after Ubu himself. And Ubu is Slade's muscle. Like, yeah. Like, that's kind of his bodyguard. And Damien went to his house and ruined his evening. So, yeah, Damien is about it. And Damien planned on running this job alone because he kept Batman in the dark with the information that he found. From the get-go. Um, so, I don't know how familiar you are with the shots, but um, Dollmaker's father is uh, Toy Man. No, I have no idea. And there are several different versions of Toy Man, but one of the Toy Mans that, uh, you know, is a villain is, uh, I think, I can't remember if Winslow was the father or the son. I feel like Winslow's the son, and the dad is not Winslow. But regardless, um, yeah, Toy Man is who most people know. And his son, Dollmaker, I've only seen his son as a good guy in Supergirl. Huh. So in the Supergirl 
uh TV show that the CW has, uh Wynn is yeah. her man in the chair pretty much. Um, you know, making all the stuff and the smart guy in the room and all that. And that's who he is. So it was very different uh seeing him in this, uh, even though Supergirl came out after this movie did. But regard like it took me watching this movie this time to realize those were the same person. Uh. But yeah. Anyway, uh Dollmaker was pretty creepy, but also like surprisingly afraid. This I realized even from the beginning of the movie, it started dark. Like it felt dark immediately. And I was like, okay, this whole thing feels dark. Yeah. We opened with kidnapped children. Yeah. And then we saw a man basically turn children into dolls, which um, have you seen Batman beyond the Joker return of the Joker? Yes. And that's, you you remember what Robin went through? Yeah. And like those kids reminded me of Robin in that movie. Mm. Oh, (laughs) no, that, I mean, that, that was much uh, more drastic, I would say. But, um, yeah, they just, uh, yeah, anytime kids are manipulated and turned into these, it's it's not, it's not right. But, then, uh. thing in the smack kicked out of them. Yeah, but they, they, they opened up, yeah, real dark. And then, uh, Dollmaker is kind of, you know, begging for his life and Damien decides to spare him. And then, uh, Talon is like, nah, we're not doing that. Uh, he deserves to die and you need to follow your instincts kid and then he disappears and then bruce is like what have you done and and then whenever damien was like you think i did this it's like yeah i do there's nobody else here why i I literally thought the movie right then and there was going to start off like the title immediately i thought immediately like oh damien's not having this he's leaving right now Oh, you thought I was just gonna fight in the yeah, cell? <laughs> I thought he was. I thought he was about to lock. Then he was gonna leave, and I'm like, okay, this is about to be the whole. This is about to be the movie, basically. These these two are about to be at it the whole movie. Um, but you know, granted, he did explain himself, which that's another thing I liked about this movie. There were a lot of points where they actually they did things an, uh, someone in real life would actually do. They didn't just play the movie off in a weird way to where characters would do something kind of weird. And then like they tried to make that be the movie, such as this scene. Like, cause I could imagine them being like, oh, Damien doesn't explain himself. Him and Batman goes at it. Now Damien left. Or the scene of Samantha realizing who Damien and immediately putting the pieces together that oh Bruce must be Batman. Yeah. I feel like there's a certain like level of movies like that to where they just act like the character just wouldn't know or certain things like that. I'm like, I'm glad they put they made it obvious. Pieces are putting together, people are explaining themselves, there's dialogue. Yeah. And I think that it was realistic in that Damien 
you know, while he's mature in certain ways, he's very immature in other ways. And I think that this is one of those situations where his immaturity showed a little bit because it stands to reason that Batman would assume he did this. Like well, immediately. If I, I show up and you look, you basically kill it, you want to kill everybody. And yeah, I show like, up and the nigga's heart is torn out. And I'm be like, what'd you do? That's the thing. When I met you, you were a killer. And that was not that long ago. Exactly. And there's nobody else here. Like, if I saw Talon, oh, I know it wasn't you. There's nobody here. And he didn't rip out his own heart out of his back. So, yeah, I'm going to think it's you. And then I did also, like, whenever Damien said, no, I didn't do it. And Batman said, then who did? Like, Batman believed him. Yeah. And I don't think Damien realized that. I think Damien was still stuck on, oh, I can't believe you thought I would do something. Yeah, hell yeah, I thought you'd do something like this. That's what you've been doing. And that's why that's why I'm like, I appreciate the the dialogue of the movie. Yeah, and that's the thing. Batman, I, I think that, uh, you know, that was... I like that Batman believed him, and I... As annoyed as I was, I liked that there was some character there. Like we yeah. saw that Damien was pissed off that Batman would accuse him of doing this. And like it didn't occur to him that that was perfectly reasonable for Batman to do. Uh -huh. He was just thinking, you know, I can't believe you would. Yeah. And it's, you know, kid trauma brain, kid brain, like it, uh, just, yeah. I, I see how Damien got where he was and like why he was pissed off about it. But also Batman was Batman handled it pretty well. I think because Batman just said, you know, after all that I've been teaching you, you resorted back to your ways. And then he was like, no, I didn't do it. And the Batman was like, Oh, who did? And then Batman found the evidence that Damien didn't do it. So it was like, Oh, all right. Problem solved immediately. Yeah, we're good. Uh, so yeah, that was, uh, again, the dialogue that was good. So, then we see that Batman is, you know, on a date at the house. And it's with, you know, a somebody who's, you know, elite as far as uh, money goes. Mm -hmm. Somebody who's obviously doing well for herself or comes from a family with money. And Batman shows her his, you know, vision for a better Gotham. Uh, because he said, I have the time, I have the imagination, and I have the resources to make it happen. So I want Gotham to be better. And yeah, I'm going to move forward with it. And as the, you know, head of the Court of Owls, which we don't know yet, she was like, huh, I think I like what you got going on here. I was, but also, thinking, I was thinking at first, I was like, not the, when I first was watching, I was like, man, this nigga's stunning. Now he's stunning for the day. <laughs> now she, uh, she over and you over here stunning what you got. Yeah. What you plan on doing with the whole city? All right. Yeah, like he uh, he already mapped it out. Like it's already yeah. I, I already got the plan. It's just a matter of execution at this point. Let me just say, hold on, come and check this out real quick. <laughs> yeah, let me let me show you a little something. Let me show you something real quick. Yeah, and uh, then of course you know, Damien just being difficult, and I guess it didn't matter because she had to leave anyway. I genuinely at first actually thought like you. I did think that he was there by accident, and then um, I don't, something caused me to have to pause it 
then I like rewind it a little bit um, after I unpaused it. And I was like, oh, no, this nigga was playing. No, he <laughs> he yeah. placed himself there intentionally. Yes, he did. He absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was very intentional. And a part of me wonders, is that Damien's hope that his parents will get back together? Like, is he, like, intentionally trying to stop Bruce from getting anywhere with anybody for that reason? Or I was thinking, like, it was coming from, like, uh, I, I want my dad to myself type of behavior you know what i'm saying okay. like i don't want no i don't want anybody else coming in the picture trying to interfere like i I always feel like that that's what he acts with uh grayson oh that's absolutely yes so i kind of felt like it was the same way with this woman it was, it was either that or he since he's been feeling like he's on lockdown he wants someone to know that he exists he wants someone else to know that he exists so he did it intentionally. Yeah. And I think everything is at play. Um, it is kind of a selfish desire to have Bruce to himself. Uh, it may or may not be that he's holding out hope that his parents will get back together. But yeah, he definitely doesn't want to be a secret anymore. Yeah. And so I think that may be the motivation behind it was because that's one of the things that Bruce was saying is like, we can't announce you yet, but when we do, it's going to be glorious. So just Get hold that on. Paperwork. Okay, quick question. I was definitely trying to wondering wondering this. His size, like he's he's built like he's eight. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if he's supposed to be like twelve. I I assume he's an early teenage or like preteen to I'm, I'm like, I feel like if he was like 13, he'd be a little bit bigger. You know what I'm saying? Like some people got late spurts i guess you're right he just seems really small for the age that i'm assuming he's supposed to be at that's what i'm like what is he like five like <laughs> but i'm like there's no way this five-year-old like i was just trying to put the pieces together i'm like i don't know because this is his age right now is just not lining up to how he visually looks he's got to be somewhere between 10 and 13 and that's why I, I was putting him at 10 I was like, he he must be like 10, 10 or 11. And I was like, that must be where he's at. 10 or 11, you're not that big, you're not that tall, but you at least have understanding of a lot of things. Yeah, because by 10, with the size he's probably going to be, by 10, he should be like five foot. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know, because... I think that's a good point because whenever we see the Bruce Wayne flashbacks, it feels like Bruce is younger than Damien was, but they were probably the same size. Yeah, that was like because he looks just like Damien, but they're showing visions of him same size as Damien. So I'm guessing supposed to be the same age as Damien. I feel like same time. I feel like Batman was eight whenever his parents got shot, which fluctuates, I guess. But yeah, I feel like in my head, Batman was eight years old when that happened. Yeah. But. So I can imagine Damien's around close. But but Damien's got to be at least 10. Like, but also Damien is something different. That is indeed true. He might be a four-year-old and (laughs) we just don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But I, I feel like he's between 10 and 13 i want to say he's 12 but uh that's probably he should probably be larger yeah that's what i was thinking i was like i feel like he's just 
Maybe a little bigger, maybe large. When he just stands next to Batman, ugh. yeah, he looks tiny. Yeah, when he because when he was fighting Batman, I was like, yeah, this man is little. And you know, I yeah, I I agree. Now that I think about it, I didn't think about it, but yeah, thinking about it, he he should probably be a little bigger. But that's okay. That's a mistake that doesn't bother me that much. No, I. Yeah, I, I wasn't thinking about it until like just thinking about some of his like actions. Like sometimes he gives like he's grown, and then like the way he dresses sometimes. Like okay, I can see this being a thirteen year old, thirteen, fourteen year old. But then when he puts on the costume and he's like fighting, I'm like, this nigga looks like he's seven, <laughs> going to work on people. Yep, that uh, that's the case. So, um, so later. Robin tries to leave and the security measures are put in place and, um, you know, he has the audacity to be offended. <laughs> he literally like, yelled, you're, he says, he yelled, you're you're surveilling me or you're watching me or something like that. And I'm like, nigga. You yeah. Just, <laughs> you snuck oh. out last night. And don't do this whole, like, let me be free. You are a child. You literally just tried to play me play into being okay which i honestly felt like i felt a little like some emotion there when they did the whole watching the movie thing before he snuck out i felt some emotion there. i was like okay this is this is touching like he offered to watch a movie with him right now yeah. this is very touching and then they say yeah. i know i see this nigga sneaking out and i'm like oh okay yeah the, i like the father-son bonding that they were doing and yeah he was and then damien said just because we watched a movie together don't mean shit that nigga definitely shit it on that whole idea immediately yep. i immediately. said <laughs> it's like uh, oh oh well god okay and then uh yeah so nightwing has to watch him uh you know babysitting and the whole nightwing just being on the phone with starfire is hilarious but um I, I think it's crazy. I'm like, I guess I've just never realized he's supposed to be a ladies' man. So I'm guessing in this in this whole series or whatever, he's like a ladies' man because he's always on the phone with some with he's always on the phone. It's it's Starfire every time. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So you know, Starfire and yeah. Robin are together in a lot of things. And so yeah, like that's that is who he's on the phone with. And yeah, she's uh she's trying to have him. Yeah, I was like, yeah, because every time I'm like, oh, this is very like, this is low key explicit. This is very a lot of hidden innuendos here. Because he just said, oh, the red one. (laughs) I was like, oh, all right, we 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 know we know what's happening here. And uh, yeah, I think it's hilarious, but. You know, these these movies are not for the kids. These are for us. Oh, for sure. And so before that, they're sparring and Robin is it's talking that shit to Nightwing. And, uh, you know, kind of giving him problems a little bit. Oh, he was getting a nigga to lose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Poor Nightwing. Just been struggling. Um, so. Batman ends up at the museum. And he finds the feather. And then we learn the story he was told about the Court of Owls from his father. And we see that after his parents' death, he's like, oh, the Court of Owls did it. So, you know, he tries to, you know, do some, you know, 
young childhood investigating mm-hmm. and kind of comes up empty. And then some owl assassins show up and they start throwing hands. And what I will say is once like Batman was trying to keep it like he was trying to keep his fighting pretty PG. But once he realized they weren't oh, yeah, alive, they were... he, he got started... he got lethal. When I say literally, I was like, one great storytelling for that whole that whole sequence and scene. Great storytelling. And then once th- that fighting scene was probably the that was at the, at the point of the movie I was like, oh no, these niggas is fighting. They are he's fighting right now. He's, yeah, he's putting he's in fighting for his life. These niggas are putting in uh sequences of action moves here like it's thought it's thought out it's not just they're just throwing fists or whatnot no someone went to a martial artist and drew because it was a, it was a lot of like uh fighting techniques that you actually saw in the movie and um that's one of my favorite things about this animation is that the fight choreography in it is so good yeah like it's so clean and it's really well done. Like the, the fight choreography is so good. And it's one of the reasons I love the Batman movies is because, you know, with superhero stuff, a lot of it can get very, you know, I'm just strong superhero as fuck, stuff. So I'm just I'm grabbing a car. Yeah, a lot of throwing. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of like big punches where people just start flying, but now this is like real hand to hand. No, niggas is going at it. No, he was giving them the work. I yeah, was, was like, bro, this is tough. And then when when he started getting overwhelmed, I was like, okay, like obviously he's getting his ass kicked here. He's recognizing that. Um, and it's something about me, like, I like to see when superheroes don't win all the time he's clearly overwhelmed he's clearly cannot handle all of these creatures or whatever they are owls they're undead undead assassins i couldn't i guess i really can describe what they were because yeah they uh i mean they're immortal because i think they are corpses that were reanimated for the court yeah i was like he twisted one's head around and i think it kept fighting a little bit before like out like, there were there were a couple of like they'd have a broken bone and they would just crack and, yeah they like, kept going and i was like oh shit but yeah that's and again that's one of the things i love is like we watch batman realize like oh these things are not alive oh yeah because they was it was only like three at first or whatever and he was he was he yeah, was he, going toe to toe he killed one of them yeah yeah like at first he thought they were people and then once he realized they're not people oh yeah all right let's let's fucking do this he started going in. And then when he tried to when he when he realized he was overwhelmed and he tried to escape and they literally just followed his ass and tackled him, I'm like, oh, he's not he's not yeah, just like, getting away. He may not make it out of this. And I yeah. will say, whenever they melted, I was like, what the fuck? Just what? <laughs> like I was I was kind of pissed off a little bit. I did re I had to rewind it because I thought maybe I missed something. Cause all I remember seeing is like blood one blood on whatever he landed on behind him and then blood leaking from his mouth and then him reaching for help like with this little uh beaker or whatever and i'm like okay so what happened to the what happened to the creatures they just died like did he do something did i miss something rewind it and i'm just like no they just 
melted out of nowhere. And I was thinking maybe like, oh, somebody pressed a button or something and they got called back or and they just went away. I don't know. That's what I thought. I thought somebody did something to cause that. But then whenever that didn't happen, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, okay, plot armor. That's cool. But we find out they they address it later. And I was like, ah, that makes I I get it now. That makes yeah. sense. I see it how it just we got lasted it. the longest. Yeah. Out of the um like, okay, okay. So, you know, Robin does find his way out. Uh, because Nightwing is on the phone taken and uh he finds some thugs, uh some some hooligans, some riffraff, uh causing problems, and you know, I guess the hooligans of Gotham don't care about children because <laughs> they were ready to, you know, knife him up. And he was like, Oh, please come get these motherfucking paws. And uh yeah. He puts the paws on them, and they're like, dude, we give up. Please. Okay, we're done. We're sorry. <laughs> Please let us go. <laughs> uh, and that was great. Like, yeah, he was like, no, get up. Well, let's let's keep this going. Don't give up yet. But they gave up, obviously. And then Talon shows up and he's like, Hello, I'm Talon. Come to my house real quick. And you know, that's not a good sign. Grown man inviting a Mm. random stranger child to his apartment it's probably not great but that's fine uh this is superhero land and damien can defend himself if nothing else but uh talon basically says uh you know i have a lot of respect for batman however uh he is not a killer you are and i am too Mm. so you should join me because i will let you be yourself And he obviously will not. Here's a thing. Let me know when you're ready. I'll give you some time to think about it. And, you know, Damien's got to, you know, think about that. Now, one thing that I did forget to mention with Damien and Nightwing. uh, Damien still has that real, like, it was funny to me that whenever Damien talks to Nightwing, he has that, I'm his real son complex. But whenever he talks to Bruce, he doesn't. Oh, yeah. He throws, he says, I think almost every time he talks to Nightwing, he says some kind of comment of like him being his son or like I'm better in some kind of form or fashion every single time. When it comes to Bruce, yeah, he he never not once acts like, oh, I'm his son whatsoever. Well, and yeah, like, because we see that whenever uh, Robin comes back to the house and Bruce is scolding him, you know, Bruce is saying, where the fuck were you? Uh, What were you doing? You know, all of that. Uh, Damien says to him, like, being a sperm donor does not make you my father. Like, something to that effect. And I was like, oh, you was talking good shit to Dick earlier (laughs) this evening. Like he, you were you were just telling Dick you're the real son. He do be going, he do be going at it. And shout out to uh really shout out to Grayson for sure for freaking for taking it and just putting it up, putting up with it. Trying to be like a an understanding to try to give advice to Bruce, like, oh, he's this and he's that, da, da, da. and Bruce saying, Well, he's my son. Or he's actually my son. Um but yeah, him really taking that and really trying to give 
uh, Bruce uh, advice. And I, I don't know. I also like these movies because it gives uh, Dick a lot of character also. And it honestly gives still some character development for him as well. Oh, yeah. I agree. Um, about him trying to get in from underneath his shadows and everything else. So, but he's always in, you know, every movie. But no, I think it it definitely provides a lot of good development for him. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting is like Damien changes his tone depending on who he's talking to and how it benefits the point he's trying to make. Uh, But, you know, that's that makes sense like that. That's what would happen. And again, as you said, like the conversations are somewhat realistic because right after that, uh, Bruce is kind of like, I don't like maybe that doesn't make me a father and maybe that doesn't make him my son like he's Uh he's kind of wild and you know damien hears that and he's like all right i've that's all i needed i've made my decision and so bruce is on his way to a date with samantha and you know samantha playing like she don't know what's going on and so bruce gets brought to the grandmaster of the court of owls and they offer him that they're like hey you should be a part of the court like you you're elite you already have plans like you we've been watching you for a long time and we we know you know all of that and i am surprised that bruce didn't deduce at that point that samantha was at least involved i was actually myself and i'm going to cap to you i i also i did not suspect her whatsoever he it, it honestly to me i thought he was just on his way He's getting all of a sudden, you know, tracked down. And so I assume they figured out who he was. I figured I assume they figured out he was Batman. And from them figuring out he was Batman, he was just trying to come up with, you know, the some kind of excuse with Samantha. I thought maybe this was just genuinely a random love interest. So I was I myself did not even put those pieces together at that current point in time. And then when he was in front of the Court of Owls, I also, I still thought they think this is Batman. They plan on doing something to him until conversations happen. And I was like, oh, they don't know he's Batman. They are just trying to get Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And that's the thing. There were some twists in here that we weren't ready for. Yeah. Because the first time I watched this movie, I thought, oh, Samantha's in the court. But I didn't think she was the Grandmaster. Like, that that's the thing that surprised me. Because the fact that she and Bruce were on the date, and the fact that, you know, the Grandmaster basically showed Bruce his own plan uh. Uh, with Make Gotham Great Again, I was like, oh, yeah, Samantha fed that in from, like, yeah, that, she's in the court. She's probably up there in, in a mask right now. But I didn't know that she was the one running it. But that's because she had a voice changer. And... Yeah. Also, like they tried to, they threw you off because he was going to meet her. And so she, like, we saw her at the restaurant. And that's why I think I was also genuinely, I think that's why in my mind, she had nothing to do with it. Like, I did not even deduce her whatsoever. I didn't have, I didn't suspect, didn't cross until damn near at the end of the movie or close to the end. I knew she was in the quarter hours. Yeah, I didn't know she was the Grandmaster until close to the end. I'm so glad this was your first time watching it. Uh, 
because you can't you can't redo a first time watching something. Yeah, I was so I when I literally say when I found out she was in my mouth dropped. I said, oh, that's <laughs> tough. That's tough. And then when I found out she was the Grandmaster, when she recognized Damien, I was like, oh, what? That's crazy. Because that's the thing. I know that if you if you blink, you miss it. Like there, there are some people that didn't catch that that's what was happening. And yeah, there are some like, people what? they didn't they didn't realize it until Talon takes the mask off. Mm, yeah. And like her normal voice starts. Because the first time I watched it, I realized it when she and Talon were in the bed. Because whenever she said a seat at my side, I was like, oh, she's in charge. Oh, I didn't even, I don't even think I, I thought she was just like, because I was thinking like somebody like her, like her dad or somebody was in charge and she was kind of like just up there. So she was trying to get Talon to be up there with her. So that's why my assumption was like, okay, she's up there. Her family's, you know, probably the one who's been running it. She's not a person who runs it. Her dad's a person who runs it, maybe. Um, yeah, I the the voice changer thing I didn't that still didn't even click until <laughs> until I actually recognized recognized it was her and I was like oh shit that was that was the point they they that I mean that's 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 good shit so we then find out what the court is doing they are trying to make immortal warriors that they can use to take over Gotham and that's when we find out uh that the ones that they put out only lasted for a couple of hours before they just fall apart and they also sneak in there the uh hey don't keep it too cold in here because they'll break like glass or yep. whatever they said and so we we learn a lot in that little conversation a lot of pertinent information we learn stuff that we needed to know in the past of the movie and then we learn stuff that we need to know for the future of the movie so that conversation that they have is really important but it doesn't feel like it's important but it's really important yeah because i definitely uh i recognize it you know what i'm saying but i didn't recognize it that it was important until it became important at the end of the movie. And I was like, oh. yeah. because um, I mean, I watched this movie back when it came out, but I for like whenever the assassins just melted, I did not remember why that happened. And so I needed that conversation for them to say, you know, they, on they only lasted this long, but we're trying to work them up to 24 hours. So yeah. that I was like, Oh, that's why they just melted. Okay. Cause I, yeah, I thought somebody did something. Somebody hit a button somebody caused that and it, that's not what happened so and i thought initially because i remember they did ask bruce to be a part of the court of owls and i thought the first time i watched it i also thought they knew and so i was like oh they melted those guys because they didn't want bruce dead so that they could offer him a position for the court of owls later mm, yeah 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 so I thought that they, you know, melted those things remotely the first time I watched it after, like, while Bruce was getting the offer. I was like, oh, that's why those things melted. Yeah. But then I learned, like, oh, shit, that is not why those things melted. So, yeah, they, even the second time watching this, there were some things I was like, oh, I forgot about that. And so after that... um. Where are we in this movie? Yeah. Uh, we just see some random crime boss just bragging about things. And Talon and Robin show up and they just kind of fuck everybody's day in that room. 
And Talon is like, all right, finish him. And Robin oh, is yeah. like, we don't we don't need to do that. We have we can put him away for life. You know, we have all the evidence. Like, we, we don't need to do all that. Like trying to basically convince Talon that like there's no point. Uh-huh. But Talon is like, do it, boy. Like that's that's what we're here. Like you've still got Batman in your head, and I don't like it. I think this is a uh point in the movie that I got confused just a little bit, just because when he started arguing with uh Robin for not doing it, I was like, he said, like, we've been at this for like three nights now. And I'm like, has the has three has been a time span of three nights already since this? I'm like, has Damien just been sneaking out the whole time? Batman just knows that he's away. Um, but then he said, like, oh, I've been following you. Batman states, I've been following you anyway these past couple nights. That I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, he's been letting him, he's just been following him anyway. But yeah. and then uh we learn Talon's backstory and we see that you know Talon had some woes. Uh, he has some trauma that he's going to need to work through that he has not worked through. Um, and then Batman shows up, and Batman is like, "Yeah, I've you've Talon's a problem that needs handling." And Robin is like, "Uh, no, you're not. You're not going after my guy." And Batman does what? Oh, um, <laughs> oh, I'm not. This scene was probably also one of the, like, well, wasn't I? Don't think it was the best fighting scene, but it really showed how much Batman was like holding back against Robin. Like, oh yeah, he played defensive the whole first half of the fight. Correct. He was not swinging. He was not. So he was just trying to do because yeah, Damian or Robin was like trying to. Yeah, like he was in attack mode, and Batman was just trying to not defend, get attacked. But then, yeah, and and we see Batman be like, "All right, yeah." He got serious when he got serious. He was whooping his ass. Beating I was his like, "Ass!" Like, I'm like, "Bro, no, there is no way." Like, he, it, the scenes literally started to slow down. That's how bad he was. That's how bad he was whooping his ass. Like the scene started to be just straight direct hits. Yep. Just full force hits. And I'm like, oh, he's fucking him up right now. He's not caring no more. Because I kept thinking in my head, like, Robin, just stop it. Just just stop it. And it's gonna be okay. Because after they fought, he was like, All right, let's go home. <laughs> Definitely I said, nah. <laughs> nah. Yeah. I couldn't nah. Cause yeah, like that's like yeah, he beat his ass, and he was like, "All right, let's go home." Like, y- y- I'm glad you got it out of your system, and you know all that shit. But, yeah, let's go. Nah, the way and, them niggas are throwing hands, yeah, I would never let that go in my life. I was like, "No, sir." Yeah, no. Like, we we're not just gonna we're not just gonna let's go home that. And if I do, I'm gonna heal up. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna heal, and we gotta run the we gotta run the twos tomorrow. <laughs> we gotta run that back tomorrow because ain't no way you gonna do that to me. Yeah, and and that's why I'm not a violent man because I I don't I'm not the kind of person where we can like just fight and then be okay. Like and if, that's just it. Nah, nah. Like I still if, got if, some anger no matter yeah, like, what. <laughs> if I'm fighting, I'm fighting. Like and and yeah, like if if I am brought to the point of fighting, we're probably not okay. But some people, yeah, they can just fight and shake hands and be good. 
All right. All right. Yeah, we good. We good. No, no, sir. No, sir. I cannot fuck with you ever again in my life, actually. Yeah, because Batman <laughs> was like, oh, he's just acting out a little bit. No, that nigga was putting you, he was putting the paws on you, on your head. Because Damien, paws. he doesn't aim, he doesn't aim for body. He aims for nothing but headshots. He jumps and is throwing straight kicks to your face every single time. Yeah. So then, and, and that's the thing, in that moment, like, Batman says, like, Talon is right about one thing. This is where you make the decision. So, like, you decide, me or him. And Damien, you know, is just an immature child and he makes his choice and, you know, he's got to, uh, he's got to live with that a little bit because Batman says to him, like, they are using you to get to me. And Damien is like, oh, it's, it's, it's all about you. And it's like, well, well, yeah. And it hadn't been yet, but then it ended up being. Yeah, I was kind of Which like... is another interesting piece because, again, we are under the impression that the court knows. We find out that they, like, we and Damien find out at the same time, oh, they didn't already know that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was definitely confused for sure. So, yeah, there's, oh, it's so good. Um, So, we find out that Talon and Samantha are fucking, and let me just say, in the dark, Talon and Nightwing look the same. I genuinely okay. I knew I was the only person. I thought no, genuinely when they when they the scene first showed, I said, "Is that?" Is that's what I genuinely thought. I said, "Is that?" Dick? That's what that... I said. That's exactly what I said. I said, "Is Dick dicking down Samantha?" <laughs> I was like, "What? How did no. this happen?" And then he started talking, and I was like, "Oh, that's Talon." Okay, because I genuinely was thinking, like, "Whoa, when?" I'm like, in what storyline was Grayson Talon? I'm like, I I know I ain't read a lot of stuff, but I know I've also, I've looked up a whole lot of stuff and I ain't never, ever seen that. So I, I was definitely uh, surprised for a second. Then when he started talking, I was like, okay. Then also, who I don't know who, I need to see who the voice actor is for that because his voice, the voice made sense when he had the suit on. But when he didn't, it was when he like didn't. I was like, do with these freckles. This doesn't sounding seem, menacing. Yeah, this the voice does not match the character design right now. I don't see it for him. He looks one. The voice sounds old. Sounds older, like forties, yep. fifties, maybe. Talon looks like twenties. Yeah, he's a young man. High twenties. Because that's yeah. the thing. He, the fact that he looked like Nightwing means that in my head he should have sounded similar to Nightwing. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere around that age range. He did not sound like that. He sounded like a grown ass. I've been through some things and I drink Hennessy on my he, free time. He has. He has <laughs> been through some things and he probably does drink Hennessy and smoke menthols. <laughs> my man said I do what I gotta do when I can. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I he has had a hard life, but um that is where he and Samantha have the conversation. And one of the things that I wonder, I, I mean, another thing that I wonder was Samantha only talking to Bruce because she was trying to recruit him to the court or was she about to be fucking them both? I thought she was doing it. So she could recruit from the beginning. As soon as I found out she was a part of the court, 
And then they try to recruit Bruce. I was like, ah, oh, it makes sense. She was trying to get him a part of the court. Cause and and also that she has relations with Talon. I was like, okay, then yeah, she was just trying to get Bruce to be a part. And I agree. Uh, some kind of form of fashion. That is that is also I am of that same opinion. I think that that is what the plan was from the beginning. That is how they met. Like she facilitated uh their meeting and you know set all of it up from jump yeah oh uh, well i don't know about that part or do you think she only started trying to recruit him after he showed her i think she tried to recruit him afterwards because bruce says something at the end of the movie that made me assume he was still doing some kind of investigation on the Court of Owls before the movie started. And that led him to Samantha. He found out before, he didn't find out beforehand, but he made a comment about the at the end of the movie saying something like, that's kind of what led me to start looking into Samantha or something like that. Um, so I, I think he plotted from the beginning like he suspected something with samantha he went after her and that's how the whole scenario started and then she started recruiting for him oh i do not remember that okay it's at the very end when who's he talking to it's it's not the it's literally like right before the credits type stuff okay talking to somebody and he kind of mentions it Good. I am glad you caught that because I did not. Yeah, and I was and, like, I was like, damn, that's a definitely a prepared ass Batman for you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like he uh he yeah. was already he was already suspecting, he was already like doing some kind of investigating and everything else. It just because I I thought that he had kind of come to terms with the fact that the court wasn't real because whenever like he well, I guess no, he does find out they're real because he the thing the thing where Talon left the owl feather happened before his date with Samantha, I guess. Mm-hmm. So before okay. they before they show to that scene, the that does happen. I don't know when he exactly had like uh reached out to Samantha. That was like right before or right after or whatever. In my mind, it just, I thought it played a part in the sense of like, Batman always holds on to his pain. Like Dick said, he always holds on to his pain. He never shares it with nobody, but he always holds on to it. He never forgets. He always holds grudges. So I was assuming that he didn't assume that they were gone. He maybe just stopped investigating for a while, but then he picked back up on the investigation that led him to Samantha. And then that kind of like, streamlined part of the movie okay that's good shit yeah that's that's uh oh when he said it when he said that at the end of the movie i definitely was like oh shoot i was like oh this nigga smart <laughs> oh this oh this nigga really he he there okay he prepared for sure he started the movie before the movie started i feel it okay okay so that's the conversation that Talon and Samantha have is when I find out that she's running the court. 
and Batman is investigating the court in the sewers, and you know they hit him with what I assume is fear toxin, and because yeah. he says like, "You think this is the first time I've been drugged? Yeah, y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> I do this." And uh, he needed to be saved by Nightwing and Alfred, which, you know, speaks to the, it can't be done alone. You got to have a team. Always. That is, uh, that is always the case. Um, and so we see at the court, Damien is about to be inducted. And they're basically like, you know, you have to remove your mask because, you know, trust is a big thing here. And they see uh, the... Grandmaster sees that, and so this is moment number two, when if you didn't realize Samantha was running things, that you see it because they like go up into oh, her yeah. mask. You're like, oh, this is her. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and so, yeah, that's that's uh, I guess the big, the actual big reveal, and it's like, oh. If you're Robin, that means Bruce Wayne is Batman, and if we want to fuck with Batman, that means we need to kill you. Facts. That's that's a more effective plan than what uh, Talon, whatever you try to do, fuck that. Nah, we're not doing that. So Talon gets the order to kill Damien, and then he sees himself in Damien, and so he just starts killing the court. Now, whenever he told Samantha to run, I was like, oh, he's not going to kill her. Yeah. I also was I definitely was thinking that same thing. I was like, oh, okay, like he's he's on a spare. That makes yeah. sense. She's clearly. gonna get spared. Uh wrong again. Yeah. And then to say you would do the same, I'm like, I'm not really she, sure how she would do the same, but she absolutely would have done the same though. I'm like, I'm assuming she would for sure. Like as the leader of the court of owls, like she would have yeah, she was like, nah, you're a problem. Oh, her first assumption was with Damien, which originally the plan was to get to train him and everything else. Oh, you're tied to Batman. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and torture you, kill you to bring him here for sure. Yeah, because Talon's plan was to use Damien to replace him as like going through the undead process. Yeah. So that's when Damien was like, "Oh, you were using me. Batman was right." Uh huh. Which. Low key, there was a little bit of like uh had a little bit of sympathy for Talon. Little bit of sympathy. I ain't gonna lie to you. Okay. Just the little bit of like bonding him and Robin had just a little bit. I was like, ah, like he actually He cares about this kid. He cares about this kid. And he sees he really does see himself in this kid, and that's yeah. why he wants to uh I mean, kinda. Because he was ready to sacrifice Damien. He was, he was. But I think, but when they said to kill him, though, immediately he was just like, no. Like he, his immediate reaction was like, no, I can't do that. Yeah. But then he was like, as you wish, Grandmaster. And then that's when he looked at him, saw himself, and was like, no, fuck the court. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll take it from here. So. He definitely, he definitely had a, Talon had a sad story. I will admit that. That's why I think he was a great, he was Loki, a great villain. Um, And he also, you know, he said like, I came from the gutter. Like I, and he obviously didn't know Damien's backstory because Damien grew up with like the, the level of entitlement that Damien has and the level of wealth dwarfs, probably anyone in the court. 
yeah um with the amount of time that Raish has been alive but and it, it looked like the court and Raish were trying to do the same thing uh the court was just trying to do it on a smaller scale like Raish was trying to take over the planet the court just wanted Gotham yeah but I they mean, were they were kind of going about it in the same way. So this is, you know, another situation where Batman finds himself against a very a, a very large syndicate that has a lot of power and influence that is trying to create an army that will allow them to take over whatever thing they're trying to take over. That's actually the exactly exactly what it is. like at at one point i definitely wasn't even considering talent to be he's a great villain but i wasn't even considering him to be like uh the problem i was like oh there's the court of owls in general yes like the whole court is like this is batman versus the court of owls yeah this they are the problem it's not talent he's just a character yeah he is he's just the muscle yeah he's he's the sword for the court but the court is calling the shots. The court is the one running things. The court, yeah, like that's that's what this felt like. And so, Which, if they did a live action, like if they were to take, uh, what's that nigga name? Robert Pattinson. That's his Batman. Yes. Yeah, the current Robert Batman. Pattinson. If they were to take his version of Batman in that universe, because um, it has more darker themed, and they would make that a Court of Owls um, version. I would see that movie being top tier. Quarter Owls seemed like it has a lot of like promise to be very dark in the sense of how things is happening and going and talent being kind of a darker character. I can see Robert Pattinson's Batman being a very good that and um Yeah. I forgot the other guy's name. Um the one who did the the last trilogy. Christian Bale? Yeah, Christian Bale. I don't know why his name escape me but after the last one if they did the court of owls i think it would have been bomb too it had a more serious darker tone yeah and i'm just now realizing that uh this movie has a pretty good amount in common with son of batman in that the syndicate that is the problem gets taken over by somebody who was a part of that syndicate who's very very skilled and I, they they kill the leader and then take the shit over. I literally was thinking that same thing. I was like, ah, and this is another way a whole syndicate goes down without Batman really having to do anything. He just now has to fight whatever skilled individual was there. Yeah, like the the main guy who kind of like cut the head off, basically and became the yeah. So yeah, uh, Talon doesn't know about Damien's upbringing, which is why I think he saw a lot of himself in Damien because he kind of assumed that they had similar lives, but it's like, no, Damien, um, Damien, like, yeah, like, like the spoon in his mouth was platinum. He's not complaining about how his, how he was raised (laughs) one bit. He's not, he references his grandfather all the time. (laughs) All the time. Like loved his grandfather. (laughs) Love that man. Yep uh so so yeah okay but you know he wasn't it was none of his business so that's fine um so talon uh murders a lot of the court and then uh takes it over and is like all right we're going to wayne manor now and so he does that and 
you know, Batman and Nightwing know what's coming. So they, they're like, all right, let, let's go. We're doing this. And Robin is put into uh, like a case where I, because it sounded like Talon was like, you'll be safe in here. Okay. Yeah. That's what, that's but also what I was assuming. Like he was trying to make it seem like he was trying to preserve him or he was trying to keep him like waiting. Basically almost if like, when I, you'll still be here when I come back, basically. Yeah. But I was like, you're going to put him in a tank you're of water? Around him? Yeah. It like, made no sense. I'm like, I could have sworn maybe it was supposed to like, the the flu is supposed to fill his body and it's supposed to keep him in like a, a frozen state or something like that. But when he's acting like he's almost basically dying when he breaks out, I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah. Was he trying to kill him? I don't I don't understand what that was. So because I was like it, the fact that you didn't kill him means that you didn't want to kill him, but you put him in a tank of water. Like it was like, all right, I'll be back. Yeah, I was like, that I don't did. I don't know what yeah, like maybe the tank was gonna like f- do something, but yeah, the way I saw it, like now Damien was put in that tank to die. Because he was struggling, he was panicking. Because it was filling with water. And that's like, why I, I also thought the liquid, because when they were showing the when they were showing the individuals in the middle of the movie, when they was trying to was explaining well, like oh, how they're created and stuff like that, there was a woman who was in a tank and she was kind of like suspended, but I didn't know if that was water, some kind of special liquid or something. And it looked like that was the same thing they was putting Damien in. Yeah, and that's true. Like anytime we see people suspended. Um, it is usually in liquid, but the fact that Damien was awake and he was and, acting like he was basically dying, he was trying to quickly get out. He started coughing up everything. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, like, I, I didn't, made. I didn't understand that. But okay, so they show up, and yeah, we we start going to work. Robin is able to contact Alfred and say, "Hey, freeze him out. That's the move." Uh, Batman gets the mech suit. And Alfred got that motherfucking bop gun. He definitely. <laughs> I love seeing Alfred go to work. He definitely was putting in work. Yeah, Alfred. Yeah, Alfred. Alfred was in there bopping those dudes. It was so great. Uh, yeah, I love it when Alfred gets his hands in there. But every everybody was really putting the pause. I was not feeling um Nightwing and them fucking batons. Like they just don't do it, and I. He he has some good scenes. I he has some good scenes, but it's like I just hear ding 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 ding, and then it's just like you're not really. It doesn't feel like you're doing anything. Batman, meanwhile, was fucking them up the whole, putting hands on them the whole way through. Yeah, the batons are very non-lethal. It is so, just yeah. It feels like Batman's hands are more lethal than than batons. I would agree. I think I think Batman's hands are more lethal than those batons. Uh, but maybe Nightwing's are not, and that's why he has the batons. I don't yeah. know. But um, yeah, I will say just kind of as a black person, batons aren't great. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. That's okay. As a so, superhero, that's your weapon of choice. Yeah, like pro- probably not like not ideal. Like, uh, I'm stay away from that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're able to freeze him out, and then Batman and Talon they have their one on one, and Batman is not winning. 
it's not looking good for him. Yeah, those were that was great choreography. And, you know, that kind of speaks to the whole like talent is willing to go places that Batman's not. Uh-huh. And we see pretty clearly that because uh, in the last movie, we saw him go up with Slade and Slade got his ass whooped. Yeah, that was like a. Yeah, that was just basically like an unfair fight. He was whooping his ass easy. Yeah, like Batman was just beating up an old man. There was nothing, nothing to it. This one but, definitely. Uh, I love the choreography. It felt more. Yeah, Talon. Talon is uh, in his prime. Yeah, it felt like an an actual exchange of hands given. And and whenever Talon fought Nightwing, uh, he kind of defeated him. Oh, easily. he whooped his. I was like, ass. I was like, I literally was thinking like, okay, this is. I'm like, this is why Nightwing is just not getting justice because he is losing. I feel like he's losing every fight. Every fight he's been in, he's almost like he's not he's not fully winning. It doesn't feel like he's fully winning. It feels like he's he's basically getting it handed to him that he might come out on top, but majority of the time it's like he's he's losing. Like Talon basically watched that man and then said, All right, next yeah. person. And that's the thing. He said, you would have made a good talent, which I thought was funny because I was like, see, y'all look alike. Same In the dark. In in the dark, like, they look alike. But yeah, when the lights is on, nah. But yeah, that was was funny. But yeah, he beat his ass. And one thing that, you know, Talon did have, I, I think that Talon did so well against Batman because Batman had 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 a lot to do up until that moment. So bat yeah. it was a it was a tired Batman versus a pretty fresh talent. And so had they both been at a hundred percent, things may have gone a little differently. I don't know if that was taken into consideration or if that even mattered under the circumstances, trying to create stakes. Mm-hmm. But the way I saw it, Batman has been fighting immortal owl assassins for 30 minutes, and then Talon gonna come through and be like, all right, my turn. Jump up in there. He was definitely putting the hands on him, though. He was like, yeah, up. I was like oh, "This he is best too much." Like, I will not take anything away from Talon. Talon was a fucking problem. It was a. Uh, I did feel like Damian jumping in. I was like, ah, okay, you know, I'm happy to see that he's jumping in, but yeah, it kind of felt like Damian still should he shouldn't have won that. I am going to cap to you. <laughs> Well, Talon did just fight Batman, so like yeah, I was like, I get yeah, he being tired, like he's going through. I was like, oh, he shouldn't, he he still shouldn't have. He was whooping his ass, to be honest. And the thing is, he decided to the way that he went out was kind of terrible because what he did was it felt like the kind of mind games that Slade would play yeah, because. I- Talon knew that Damien was doing his best not to be a killer. Like uh-huh. he was trying to live by Batman's code of uh, justice, not vengeance. And the fact that Talon essentially made Damien kill him, but like, you know, killed himself. Like he knew that was going to traumatize Damien. And that's why he did it. But it's like, I'd still just, even if he knew, it still felt like there was no purpose. Like I really didn't. I didn't. I don't know what his motive. What was his meaning? That's the thing. Like, was, was he wanting Damien to replace him? Like, was he wanting Damien to grow up and be him with trauma or something? Or like, it just felt like I'm it happened. Same, and I was like, why the fuck did he do that? I'm in that same boat. Like, I'm. I was trying to figure out 
where Talon stood with Damien because at moments he was like, I love this kid as my own. In other moments, he was like, fuck this kid. This kid means nothing to me. And he just, he just teetered between those two randomly because the reason he didn't kill him was because he saw himself in him, but he was about to sacrifice him to the greater cause for the owls. He tried to preserve him in that liquid, but then decided to traumatize him by making him kill him. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if he was like in like a, a fuck it way. And like, Oh, you sided with Batman anyway. You know, my life has been horrible. I took out the court. So I might as well just kill myself anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I was thinking. Then I was like, no, it still just feel like it came out of like he didn't. He never gave suicidal, so I'm not sure where this type of energy came from. I agree. Like it feels like it was very directly to fuck with Damien. Yeah, it definitely felt that way. And it may have been. It it could have been a situation where Talon felt like if I make him kill me, that will send Damien back to his killing ways, or like I don't, I don't know what talon's goal was there but uh the fact that he died and we'll just never know yeah i was like that honestly just no motive no nothing you just it just happened and dude disappeared that was it (laughs) and i i kind of like the mystery of never knowing yeah i was like okay i mean they didn't make it seem like damien had like trauma from a little bit i mean he did go to the i mean damien uh, was like no yeah, it, yeah, it felt bad in that moment. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, "No." Then he went to Batman. He was like, "Oh, I, I tried. I don't want. I didn't want to." Da, da, da. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know because I know Damien probably felt bad because he's trying to be better, but like also, Damien has Damien has a body count. Yeah, I was like, he's done this a thousand times already. So you know, maybe it's just his pride thing of letting down his dad, maybe. Maybe I I think that Damien is trying to be better, and sure. I think that this did fuck with him a little bit. Yeah, because Damien, like uh, I I know that if somebody is trying to be better and trying to do good and like actually doing their best, and then somebody comes along and just fucks all that up for it. you, <laughs> yeah, then it 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 hurts. But yeah, I I I I see. I, I I would like to know what Talon was thinking, but also I'm I'm kind of okay with the fact that we'll just never know, and we have to put that together in our own heads. Yeah. So then, Damien is like, "Hey, I need to go find myself because I have way too many voices in my head, and I don't know who I am." And Damien assumes that behind this, Batman is going to send him to military school it's like no no um i'm gonna send you to the monks because they will hopefully help you find yourself and so yeah um i imagine this takes inspiration from numerous comic books but the one that i'm aware of is um the Batman Night of Owls and 
in one of the things that I remember from that that is taken from this is the assassin showing up at the manor and Batman getting in the bat suit and like him freezing it out to deal with take them. care of him. Yeah, like that. That absolutely. Uh, I I remember that happening in the comic book. Um, but yeah. So, Juice Man, uh, scale of one to ten. Oh, this movie was thinking? this movie was a ten for sure. <laughs> I am, ten. ten. Hey, you know what? Twenty out of a ten. This is one of the better movies, better animated movies I've ever seen. Like no cap. I was glued the whole movie. I loved all fighting scenes. I loved the storytelling. Storytelling of the movie was amazing. Uh, character development was amazing. Emotions was amazing. Dialogue, all of it. This movie was like to feel so excited to where I feel like I need to watch the next one just because I know it's like a follow-up made me realize, oh no, these are golden. These are good because <clears throat> the what the first one, um Batman, what was it? Batman Son, Son, Son of Batman. Batman. It it lacked uh it lacked a little bit of storytelling and lacked it felt like it was kind of straightforward. The movie felt straightforward. The fact that this movie felt like it kept me guessing. I couldn't guess what was going to happen next. Um, and things were happening in a way of it was storytelling and there was dialogue on top of excellent fighting scenes. Yeah, I was like, no, this movie is super tough. And I would recommend someone to go like watch the movie. Because if you feel like if you've never seen any Batman animated movies and you're just like, eh, you know, I don't know what <clears throat> I don't really give that type of energy towards these things or anything of that sort. If you really want to be intrigued, start with this movie and I guarantee you you'll be hooked. Like I can guarantee anybody who started with this movie will be hooked into this movie. This shouldn't be the first movie that you watch, folks. But if it is, I mean, yeah, it'll get you in there. Uh, I'm giving this movie a nine. I really loved it. Um, I had a great time with it. And yeah, there are a lot of things that happened that like kept you thinking. Yeah. Like this movie gets your mind going more than you think it should. For like, an animated yeah. Batman movie, yeah, didn't think it was going to be causing me to <laughs> my mouth drop any or be surprised or any point, but no, it definitely was that. Yeah, like I think that uh, this was a uh, very good storytelling. I I absolutely agree with that. So, um, uh, anything else on the movie? Uh, <clears throat> um, the cussing on it was very interesting. Um. He said well, he was in the suit. He what did he say? No, I gotta look at the lyrics. I think he, he called them sons of bitches. He definitely said sons of bitches. I that's exactly what he said. I just don't know in in which way he said it because he didn't just say sons of bitches. He said it in a in a sentence. <clears throat> yeah, but when he said that, I said, "Hmm." <laughs> Was that, was that a good or a bad? Was that, hmm. This is interesting. <laughs> it was a good hmm. Because it just. It was like one of those things where it's like. <clears throat> they're already in a very good scene. Like they're already in a good fighting scene. And so the viewers already super glued to the movie. 
And so when he pulls that sons of bitches out, it's kind of like, hmm, okay. That's <laughs> kind of corny, but it's interesting. Like, it's, it was just one of those, like, that was corny, but it's it's still interesting. It's still, this, this it adds to the scene. It doesn't take away for sure. Okay. Um, It was that, and somebody, I thought somebody dropped the F-bomb. It might not have been. I don't um, think there was an F-bomb in this movie. I don't think I, I feel like there was there may have been a shit in this movie, but there was a lot of dams. A lot of dams. There was a lot of dams. <clears throat> and the sons of bitches. I think it's because he said it so strongly. I think it's why it caught me like a little bit just off guard and it made me laugh. I like it's one of those like I chuckled. I smiled and I'm like, hmm, all right. He really just put that out. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. But other than that, um, yeah, it was it was pretty solid um, overall. I did love the movie. Excellent, excellent. I uh, I also had a good time. Well, all right. In the next episode, we will be discussing Justice League: Gods and Monsters. So until then, salutations. Mm-hmm.